Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. Welcome back to Talk Nasty to Me podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Nasty. How are we doing? How are we feeling out there tonight? Yeah, I am not doing so. No, I'm kidding. I'm actually doing well today. <laughs> um, hi, guys. I missed you guys on the pod. This week is the week that I come back to making videos and I'm so excited about it because I took a very, very well needed long rest. I know I'm always talking about taking breaks on this channel, but this was like a genuine, like actual full on no video, no content type of rest. And it was very much so needed and I'm feeling good back better than ever. Have a lot of really exciting videos planned on Thursday. I'll kind of explain like my headspace, what's been going on in my life and like health wise and everything and how what my plan is and like how I'm going to be doing better. Um, and that's like a promise to myself, not like a like a mysterious like I think I'm going to be doing better like an actual like uh, I'm working on myself a lot and I'm really, really proud of myself. And yes, I'm just excited for this podcast episode because I miss college really bad. Okay, I didn't, I this is the first time that I'm saying that out loud. I don't miss actual college because if you guys have been like longtime listeners or longtime viewers of mine, first of all, thank you. Second of all, you guys know how fucking hard it was for me to go to college, especially this last semester was absolutely brutal. I mean, if who, for who wasn't it brutal? You know, it was mostly online for most people, but it was really, really, really tough for me because it was my final semester ever. I graduated in December 2020. For those of you who don't know, I graduated from Temple University as a media studies and production major um, with a concentration in production. And I was able to graduate semester early because I just somehow got very lucky with the formation of uh, what kind of credits you needed for that major and everything. And somehow by some sort of miracle, I was able to graduate semester early, which was completely 100% worth it. I don't regret it whatsoever. It was the best decision for me. It was also around the same time. It was the exact same time, actually. My mom started chemo, like, within the same day, I think, of me starting classes, and she ended chemotherapy on my last day of classes. And then also, um, you know, I was being a caretaker in the pandemic, and a lot was going on in my life and just school was the last thing that I wanted to do nor did I care about and that was a very very hard time for me and so I was so happy that I was able to not do the spring semester and honestly now (laughs) that I'm in like a better headspace and mindset and everything and seeing everyone go back to school it's so weird because this is the first fall ever that I'm not going to school like I already experienced it in the spring of not going back to college or anything but this is the first official fall time that I'm just not going to college so that's actually just crazy to me so um I don't know I I I miss it a little bit I miss I mean if I'm being honest with you know the way that COVID has been looking and kind of like keeping up with the news which I don't do I kind of realize like why don't I see anything about COVID on my timeline and I forgot that's because a year and a half ago I blocked the words COVID coronavirus anything to do with COVID or quarantine, I blocked it all out because it gave me so much stress and anxiety. So unless I like purposely go onto the news and check the numbers, I just don't know how bad things really are, which in, you know, hindsight, that's probably not the best thing. And, you know, I should be a little bit more up to date, but I don't know. I'm really worried about, you know, a bunch of people who are going to school and, you know, I have some friends who still go to Temple University and have been just having major troubles with how the universities are handling 
COVID and school in general and those who don't feel comfortable to go to classes. So anyway, if you're in that position, I'm thinking about you guys and I'm hoping for all of your safety. And yes, so I want to make this episode talking about college advice that I have from someone who has graduated college already. So think of me as your little old elder who's here to help you from the ripe age of 21 because I'm still 21. My birthday's next Friday. I'm turning 22. I don't, don't ask me about it. I literally have no idea how that's even possible. Um, I used to be very, very scared of growing up. That might be something that I want to like talk about in an episode or video in the future. That was something that really, really freaked me out and scared me was getting older. And I was like, oh my God, 21. Like that's like my last like fun year. Like it's still acceptable to be I was about to say it's still socially acceptable to be 21 it's literally socially acceptable to be any age but anyway it's still (laughs) 21 is like you're young you're fun oh my god you get to buy alcohol you get to practically do everything except become president at the age of 21 and rent a car in most states but um 22 I was like oh I'm never gonna turn 22 and now now that I'm turning 22 it's crazy but I'm also just kind of like I'm aging like fine wine aging as if I'm aging I'm literally 22 but I I realized that I am just getting better with age like as a human being and I like myself more so I'm just not scared of getting older like I used to think 25 was like actually historic like I thought that being 25 you are old done because that's what we're taught like in the media and you know there's crazy young women who are portraying very very young roles um did that make no no no, I'm sorry crazy young women portraying older roles because people don't want to see women over like the age of I don't know 26 like in the media anymore and I don't know what I'm trying to say is is that it's always seen as women getting older is bad and that's what was ingrained in my head and I'm trying to unlearn that and it's it's going great because now I look at like a 25 year old I'm like you're so fucking young I look at a 30 year old I'm like you're so extremely young I look at a 35 year old I'm like you are so young 35 is so so young so anyway it's cool to be almost 22 and having a good time and (laughs) liking myself more and getting older and being done with college and being able to look back and I'm young for my year I just want to add that since my birthday's in September I was always the youngest in my class so that's why I was so young when graduating from college I started college when I was literally 17 so anyway I asked you guys on my Instagram page to ask me some questions about college and I'll, and I'll give you a list of things that I miss about college right now that maybe you will learn to appreciate more if it's your first year at college or maybe it's like your third or fourth year at college and you're like mm, I'm dreading this whole college thing. Here's the things that I miss from a post-grad person who misses things about college. I miss how walkable the campus is. If you live on campus and you live in a walkable campus, like I'm not talking about one of those, like I don't know how walkable Penn State is because I've never been to Penn State. I have actually no idea where Penn State is on the map, if I'm being completely honest, but I've had a bunch of people who have been to Penn State, and I think they tell me that it's extremely big and large that you can't, like, walk to other sides of the campus. But at Temple, you could walk to the other side of the campus. I think it would take me with my very, very long and speedy legs. By the way, I definitely should have been a pro speed walker at the Olympics this year, but someone told me I have the body for it, and that was the best compliment I've ever received. But um, walkability from being able to walk from one side of the campus to the other, I think it was maybe like 12 minutes for me, 
maybe less, maybe 10. And that was awesome. That was so great that I was able to just have everything so compact and easily accessible. Whereas here, if I want to go practically anywhere, I do have to drive. Um, and I like driving. I actually really, really love driving, but I actually just bought my first car. Yay. But anyway, besides that, um, walkability uh, is something that I miss so much. And I didn't realize how hard my muscles were working every day just walking I I think it's it's a natural and normal you know your body changes and progresses throughout life and stuff um but I noticed that I'm just I was so much more active when I was in college just because I was walking everywhere and I would walk I think like usually in a day around four to five miles in a day like that was very average for me um and you just don't think anything of it once you do it all the time at first it's hard and then it's really sweaty especially when it's around this time where it's like it's cold in the morning and then it's really really hot as soon as it hits like 10 11 um so you're sweating like all the time so it's a bit tough and then in the winter it gets brutal too so anyway my point is is that I miss walking everywhere I miss having access to my friends all the time and being able to walk to their places. I miss that big time because there's only very few of my friends still living where I'm living currently. Um, And that's tough because it's hard to make new friends here, um, especially because I've always lived here. But anyway, um, friends, having access to friends. Don't take advantage of that. Um, Accessibility in general when I was in college you're so easily able to just if you needed to go to the doctors and be seen trust me at least at my school it wasn't great it wasn't perfect or anything but I could walk to the doctors if I needed something like immediately like let's say that my hand was gushing blood a bit but it wasn't enough to go to the hospital I could just walk there and get help or if there was many times that I was sick especially my sophomore year oh my god there was like two months where I was non-stop extremely sick to the point where I was fully convinced that I had meningitis and I thought I was gonna die it was very very bad but um I was able to just walk over to the doctor's and like get an appointment whatever um and I miss that I miss that ability because now to get an appointment to the doctors that's a whole other story and that involves insurance and it's fucking crazy um I also miss being the most social that I've ever been I enjoy my alone time greatly but I was so fucking social in college I remember it was my um, RA training of my sophomore year and I remember just thinking this has been the most social I've ever been in my entire life because of how many people I spoke to all in one week. Was it extremely overwhelming for someone like me who is not extroverted? Yes, that was pretty, pretty tough. But um, I think it is good for you. (laughs) I think it is good to even have that. But I am enjoying, you know, my solitude but sometimes now I get excited like talking to like the pharmacist at like the CVS I'm like oh my god that's the most interaction I've gotten with someone who isn't like my boyfriend or my family all week um and also I do miss the learning aspect of college I really really do I feel like if I'm just staying stagnant and I'm only doing YouTube and I'm not learning anything at all I'm not studying anything I'm not reading anything you feel you feel stuck you really do um and you know there's a lot of people who are doing jobs and they're learning something new but for someone like me who has been kind of maintaining the same job for the last few years there's not much new for me to learn so I kind of have to push myself to learn something new read a book about something uh take online classes that is key I realized for me and I miss the whole part of coming to a class and actually sitting down and writing notes and learning 
anyway, cheesy, whatever. And you guys know that I dreaded school. You guys know that that was very much so a thing. I completely acknowledge college is not for everyone. College is such a privilege and it's crazy. It's crazy at least how in America, how difficult it is. Um, My friend was actually gonna, he is going to college in Canada because he's a citizen there. And it's going to be, I think, total for a year, $3,000. And if any of you guys have gone to college in America or know anything about how much it costs, it is not $3,000 here for a year. So anyway, I digress. Let's get into the advice portion. I asked you guys on my Instagram stories. If you guys want to participate in that, you guys can always follow me on Instagram. It's just at Nicole Raffi. And yes, I'll be doing this at least... I'll try to do it more often to ask you guys questions for the podcast because I love giving advice when it's something like this that I feel like I have a good grasp on, especially from someone who actually worked at a university, me, because I worked as an RA. Anyway, number one, someone said safety, help. Okay, safety. I lived in North Philadelphia when I went to college at Temple, if you guys don't know where Temple is. Um, It was in Philly. It's a very, very big city. It's very, very busy. It's also like on one of the main roads, which is Broad Street very 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 busy constantly people around constantly cars it was not a secluded small university whatsoever I believe it was like 44,000 people attending the school in general so I lived on campus for the first two and a half years I lived on campus for the first two and a half years Mm, I'll say two I'll say two because that last year of me being a junior was practically off campus even while I was an RA because of complications with where I was living and whatever um so I decided to live off campus for that one year and that's where I kind of had to worry a little bit more about my safety just because I was exiting off campus where there's usually bright lights it's always well lit um there's always people around sometimes I was coming home like super late if I was like at the library which I was often at the library that was my favorite 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 place to study and get work done and edit I miss that that's probably the number one thing I miss. If there's any reason that you want to go to Temple, you should want to go because of the library because it's absolutely gorgeous. If you go to Temple University and you're listening to this podcast and you have not yet been in the new library, go. Go to the new library and go to the quiet room. It's on the top floor and it's like a completely glass room and you have to be silent in there, but it's fine. I always just did computer work in there divine I loved it the vibes were immaculate when it would rain when it was fall time when it would snow it was the most serene place of all time and I miss it desperately I should go to grad school just so I can sit in that library again in my life I I can't say enough good things about it and I wish that I had something like that around here anyway um I was often walking back from the library like really late home at night Um, and that's kind of when I would start to worry about my safety, but I'm also a very, very anxious person who's always worried about safety and always looking over my shoulder. Um, and thankfully nothing's ever really happened to me. I've had a couple instances where there have been grown men that will catcall you or say something creepy. There was one time my freshman year when I was walking with my roommate and some old man said to us, ready to die ladies, when we were like walking past him, that was probably like one of the scarier times um there was another time where someone was getting um jumped behind us and we weren't able to cross the street either way it was just a bad situation so I've definitely been in a few situations where I felt unsafe and like oh no this is not heading very well however 
Um, you have to look at your state regulations and also like your campus regulations to a certain extent. So for example, in Philadelphia, you weren't able to carry a knife. I don't own like a pocket knife, but I think if I was able to in a state that allowed it or city or whatever, I would probably carry one around with me. But I was able to carry around pepper spray. Um, I think there might have even been some regulations about my campus not allowing that. Look into it. However, at the same time, I don't care because if I needed it, I needed it. And I wasn't going to allow my university to be like, you can't carry around pepper. Like, what are you going to do? The the one thing that makes it complicated in Philly, for example, is that if you use a knife as self-defense on someone, you were able to be basically like have charges pressed against you. So that's why it wasn't recommended to have a knife with you. Um, So I recommend looking into what is allowed, what is recommended in your area. Carry that. I would carry my pepper spray all the time when I was walking at night or when I would just be alone. And that made me definitely feel a bit better. I would walk without headphones at night, like all throughout the day walking on campus, headphones constantly. I would have headphones in all the time. But if you're walking around campus um, at night especially or just like not on campus or just in general, don't walk with headphones. You want to hear if something is behind you or if someone's behind you or someone's approaching you. You want to be able to see that. Um, And obviously walking with friends is always super duper helpful if that's even possible. But like I said, a lot of times you're just walking home. I always walked with purpose. Um, And like I had somewhere to be, I wasn't stopping. I wasn't looking at my phone. I would just try to keep my head up. And if possible, sometimes I would call someone um, and have them be on the phone. Fuck it, put them on speaker, whatever. So definitely recommend that. Also ask around people that go to your university what to do in terms of safety. um, Because maybe there's some tips locally in your area that might not be there for us like for example we had these like huge blue poles that would stick up and that you would be able to press if you needed to like dial 911 I've never had to touch one of any of them but they were always everywhere on campus and everything and I remember when I was in RA one of my other RA like co-workers put on an event where they had someone who came in and taught self-defense to students So if there's classes like that around you or if your school is offering it, take advantage of it because I really, really wish that I did it and I'm considering if there's one local to me to take a few classes in self-defense because you never know when it'll come in handy. Okay, I did not mean to start off with a question that might scare some of you guys, but that's just something good to know. But just to make it very clear, nothing has happened to me, nothing that very clear that has made me feel super duper unsafe um but I just always take precautions because you just literally never know how to make friends if you're introverted and have social anxiety so this has been probably the most common question of everything like in the Instagram messages um of like how do you make friends or how am I making friends and I feel for a lot of you guys because of the situation that you guys are put into especially this year I've been seeing all over TikTok how difficult it is for a lot of freshmen to basically uh, is assimilate the right word not assimilate um just uh um conform um help me out here it's really really difficult for a lot of freshmen to come in and maintain and stay at college Um, and I'm seeing a lot of people drop out and leave already because it's so difficult and such a shock to them and yeah that makes complete perfect sense you were a junior when the pandemic happened like a junior in high school and then your senior year and junior was likely online and then you get thrown into college after living with your family 
all the time like 24 7 and now you're suddenly thrown into living in a dorm it's tough for a lot of people for some people it's amazing it's like a safe haven for them and it's been the best thing that ever happened to them and I'm so happy for those people but it's also really tough for a lot of people um and I don't blame them I really really don't because there's no like good way to throw you guys into that situation so this is like the most common question and so making friends especially when you're introverted and have social anxiety it's tough I don't consider myself necessarily an introvert or an extrovert I guess like an ambivert kind of leaning more towards an introvert which might seem surprising considering that you know I do stuff on the internet but I can tell you right now I'm not an extrovert I get drained extremely easily from social interaction I can only do it very little in a week without getting fully drained um spending time alone like charges me and fuels me and everything um but it's important to have friends it's so important to have friends in college luckily I was able to make pretty good friends with my roommates um and I think a lot of people are really worried that like if you don't make friends within that first week because a lot of people will tell you like the first week is so important and crucial for you making friends but in reality majority of the friends that I made in college happened after my freshman year I'm not really friends with any of the people that I I don't think I'm friends with any of the people that I was friends with freshman year um except my best friend who was my like direct roommate um but I had sweet mates and I was friends with them. Um, in the middle of the year, I became friends with a girl who lived in my hall um, because she was having roommate issues and I was having roommate issues and uh, we just bonded over that. And, you know, she would take me to hot yoga classes and we would go to yoga classes on campus and we just started hanging out in each other's apartments and we started doing stuff. And then she became a long-lasting friend for, a, well, okay, I don't know what you consider long, but she was my friend for a couple years. Um... And like I, like I said, some of the friendships I didn't even get until years later. Um, Jake, Jake and I, who I had the podcast with, that's next Monday. Um, him and I didn't meet until our first day of our sophomore year, but him and I didn't actually become good friends until Coachella of that year. We didn't go to Coachella. We just watched it on her computer. Um, but that was like, what, March, April of, of our junior, of our sophomore year? Um, so we didn't even become good friends until then. And then we got extremely close during the pandemic, like literally just like FaceTiming each other. Um, other friends I got from work and working with them in the middle of the year. Um, it's, it doesn't have to be that first instant, you know, week that you go to college. Um, I can't stress enough how important it is to join clubs and organizations that you care about and maybe even getting a job on campus because that's where you're going to meet your friends. Um, I don't think I really made any friends from my classes, but that might be different for everyone because if you're in classes that involve you heavily working with the others in your class, then you'll probably make more friends during that. Like for example, Jake, he was a theater major and so he had to work for hours with, you know, his his classmates um, because they would do scenes together and they would do plays together and everything um and that wasn't really the case for me because all of my classes were like kind of like get in get out go to lab whatever go home and I didn't have to work with them outside of class truly so I would say definitely join clubs definitely join organizations I know you're going to hear that all the time but that truly is the best way to make friends um and also if you live in a dorm go to like the events that are done by the RAs because you'll probably meet someone who's similar to you like if one of your RAs is holding like a paint night, go to paint night because 
you'll meet other people who like painting and probably have something similar to you. Um, And like when I became an RA, that's probably when I made most of my friends. And then I'm still friends with even some of my residents. So do something that fuels you and that you're passionate about. And then you'll find people along the way through that. Will it be hard to make friends if I live at home and not in a dorm? Okay, um, possibly. It might be difficult, um, especially because a lot of people are hanging out on campus and, you know, doing stuff in their dorms and that's how they're making friends. Um, however, if you decide to stay on campus and, you know, go to the library afterwards or stay around and, like, go eat, stay outside during campus, like, whatever, if you choose to go to these events, you're more likely to meet people. But if you're going just to class and to home, it's going to be a bit tough to make friends. I recommend if you're someone who is living at home and going to college, I actually recommend becoming friends with those in your classes because that might be one of the easiest ways. Getting your classmates number, like just being like, hey, um, do you want to have each other's number or like Instagrams or something so that we can talk to each other about this project or this homework or whatever? People are always down to do that. And you might make a friend that way. Um, and there are a bunch of people who I met in my classes who were commuters. I may not have stayed friends with them, but I've definitely hung out with them afterwards to work on projects together or to study together. Um, and that's how you may find a friend. So it may be difficult, but you'll just have to be creative in the ways that you actually try and make friends and stay behind. Um, I know, you know, you might have a job or you might have to go home or you might have other things to do in your life. But if you try to make that effort, I think you'll be able to make some friends, especially with maybe some other people who are also doing the same thing as you in commuting. Next question. Roommate issues. My roommate wasn't honest about her lifestyle at all. Ah, this is so annoying because this happened to me, and I'm frustrated for you. Yeah, this is tough. Um, I had a roommate who was not honest about her lifestyle at all either, um, and I don't know why, because it would be so much easier if you were just genuinely honest about the way that you live, so that we could see if we're compatible or not. Like, don't try and kiss ass and say that you are these things when you're not, because you will find someone who is compatible to you, and is just like you. Like, let's just say you are messy, and you're like, mm, I'm not like the cleanest person, but it doesn't really bother me. Um, and I don't like partying. And I don't know, like stuff like that. Be honest, because there's someone else who's going to be like relieved and be like, oh, thank God, because I'm not like the cleanest person either. And mess doesn't really bother me. And I don't like going out a lot either. I like actually staying in. And you guys would find that you guys are like compatible with one another rather than lying and saying like, I'm the most clean person and I like to stay in, but I also like to go out. Um, and so I won't, you know, always be in your hair and I won't always, you know, be home. Um, and whatever, whatever your situation is, just don't lie about it. Don't lie. It makes things so much harder. And that's what my roommate did. Um, I was honest about my lifestyle and my other roommates were honest about their lifestyles, but she just wasn't. And so when I met her in person, I was actually kind of scared of her because it seemed like she was very, very like strict and like gung ho about how she was going to want the apartment to run. I thought that she was going to be like the apartment's mother and tell us like, hey, I really don't like when you do that or I don't want guys sleeping over or like it just seemed that way when texting. But in a way, I was like kind of relieved because I was like, okay, this girl seems really clean um, I'm not going to really have guys over because my boyfriend's long distance, so that doesn't personally bother me, whatever. Um, and then she was completely different 
not the cleanest of people, constantly had people over, and it was not okay with us because it was, like, way too many people at the most randomest of times and in, like, a disrespectful way. Um, And that wasn't cool with us. And so it just causes tension uh, almost instantly when you realize, like, "Uh uh-oh, this person is not who I thought they were going to be. Honestly, this is the perfect time. You know, when you're listening to this, it might be, like, your first or second week of college now. Being honest now is what is most crucial. Being honest now and being like, listen, uh, here's some ground rules. Here's some boundaries that I, you know, like. Be honest about it now because it might be weird. (laughs) It might be uncomfortable to have these conversations, but it's going to be so much more uncomfortable months from now when you're like at your wits end and you guys are fighting about it and now there's even more tension and awkwardness. Also around this time, if you're living in a dorm, your RAs should be talking to you guys about like roommate agreements, plans with each other. But if that's not a thing or if you're living in an apartment, whatever your case may be, um, or if you are living in a dorm, go to your go to your RA in general and just be like, I'm having trouble with my roommate. Can you maybe sit down with us? Can we review this plan? Can we just set some boundaries and ground rules? And your RA should be more than happy to help, hopefully. But if it's the situation that you're living in an apartment, I recommend trying to find a healthy compromise with this person because maybe this person wasn't honest about their lifestyle, but maybe perhaps you guys can kind of change your expectations now that you are in this. Maybe have like a cleaning schedule perhaps, or maybe have some uh, light rules about like, hey, I really don't like it when there's people over at our apartment past like 11 p.m., that doesn't make me feel good like especially if you guys are sharing a room if you guys have your own room sense a bit different but it seems to be like you are living together in your own like in a shared space um and be honest set all these rules out and maybe they have some too that you have no idea about um and worst case scenario if it doesn't get better just continues to get worse switch roommates when it's available to you which should probably open within a few weeks or a couple months I know it fucking sucks just do your best to stay out of the apartment because I feel you. It's tough. (laughs) The world is racing to get back to normal and start meeting up in person again, but after the year that we've all just had, getting back to feeling normal takes time. You guys all know I've talked about how hard the last year and a half has been on me, um, and I really am prioritizing my mental health so heavily, especially recently, because I know how important it is. And we all talk to our friends when we're experiencing issues, but they don't always give the advice that we need. It's a bit tough for me sometimes to reach out to those that know me in real life and my friends because they're not going through the exact same thing as me, so sometimes they don't even know what to say. And when you're in a low point, you might feel very alone. But over 50% of Americans struggle with their mental health. Uh, You guys know that I've been in therapy for a few months now, and I'm so happy that I actually reached out for help. Talkspace makes it easy to match with a licensed therapist and schedule live video sessions all from the comfort from your device. You can start messaging your therapist the same day that you sign up. Whether you're a parent, a student, millennial, or just someone having a hard day, Talkspace can provide and support the help to make you feel better with a single message. Talkspace works around your schedule at your convenience, and whether you're experiencing depression, anxiety, or other problems, Talkspace is the number one online therapy platform to help you sort through any issue. Start feeling better with a single message. Match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code NICOLE, N-I-C-O-L-E. That's $100 off when you use code NICOLE at Talkspace.com. 
Next question, how to organize once getting your syllabus. Okay, so this was something that I learned from one of my roommates freshman year. Freshman year, I had three other roommates, just to clarify, it wasn't like one. Um, What she would do, and this was like mind-blowing to me because when I was in high school, I had like no organization skills. I really didn't have a strong work ethic in high school, and I didn't really utilize like my planner how I should have. I I genuinely did not learn my own style of learning and how I worked best until I was deep into college. What my roommate used to do is that when she would get all of her syllabi during syllabus week, she would have them all out and she would get a planner that would have like a day by day um, you know, type of calendar sort of thing. And sometimes you would even have to buy your own if your school doesn't provide it. And she would have one specific color for each class and she would go through it and it takes a while. Um, And you can also do this on Google Calendar because I ended up doing this on Google Calendar when my classes were online. But I would sit there with color coding and I would write down when each assignment is due. Like every single one, every homework, every reading, every everything. It's going to be packed. It's going to look crazy. But I never had missing assignments after that. Like once I did that, everything was on time. I never missed out on uh, homework an assignment because it's all written down and you know there are chances that your professor may change your syllabus but that only happened to me like a couple times in my four years of college um three and a half whatever 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 the fuck three years of real college half a year of online college whatever because it it didn't feel real because everything was so crazy but anyway (laughs) just sit down with a planner I recommend here I'll give you some planner recommendations if you don't have one it's not too late to get them actually this is the perfect time to get them because they're all going to be on sale so when I was in college I used to use bando planners um because my RA had a bando planner and I was like that is the cutest planner to ever exist ever I love that um so I got one of those and I got like the large size um because they're so just like they have the calendar view but then they also have a day-by-day view um and then there's also one from Target I don't remember what the brand is called I think it's like blue cloud or something like blue skies and they have amazing just simple perfect planners I just got one in the mail from Papier. I bought it myself. It's not like sponsored or anything. Um, but I got a mid-year planner. So it basically starts off in July. So I was able, you know, I didn't use it in July or August, but I'm using it now. Um, and this one is perfect. Like the mid-year planners, I believe they're on sale too right now because it just, it's the same layout as Bandeau, but it doesn't have the bunch of stickers and pretty photos and whatever. But honestly, I don't really care much about that. And it'll have like your monthly goals, to-do list, important dates, wish list. And then it'll have a calendar view and then a daily view. And it's perfect to write it all in. Or you can always use Google Calendar, which I use a lot as well. And so Use any of those um, and watch your entire semester transform because you'll be forced to open it. You'll be forced to look at what's due that day and you'll never miss out on anything ever. Also, Google Calendar is really helpful if it's like due at a certain time because then you can insert what time and you'll get like reminders just in case you were to forget. So next question, how do you form relationships with professors? Okay, so actually my relationships with my professors was much, 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 much better and easier and closer once I was in online classes. I realized that, you know, throughout college, I didn't really talk to my professors. Like everyone was like, oh, have a good relationship with your professor and make sure that you get to know them really well. Just go to all their office hours and everything. Like I was crazy close with most of my high school teachers. Mm. A lot of them, not most, but a lot of them. Some so close that I've like hung out with them after after high school, after graduating and stuff. But um, 
I when I got to college and everyone was like oh be close to your professors I was like what do you mean this is so tough like I don't understand how you could be close to your professors but whatever um doing it all online is so much easier I found and the reason is because I was forced to write emails I saw someone else like answer and they're like how do I have a good relationship with my professors without emailing them emailing is awkward no it's not emailing is not awkward and I'll tell you why um get used to emailing you will email a lot when you have a job after college during college whatever emails will probably be your main form of communication with your coworkers and others honestly depending on what job you do um and emailing with your professors is probably like one of the best ways to communicate unless you have a professor who never checks their emails which is exactly what happened to me um and emailing with them is ideal just it's not that uncomfortable especially when you learn how to write an email so I'll give you an example of what you should always have in an email when talking to someone in authority or actually in general, just like a polite email. You write, hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever. Don't say what's up. (laughs) And um, then say professor, whatever their last name is or whatever they go by. And then write, I hope that you had a good weekend. I hope your morning's going well. I hope your evening's going well whatever it may be, that's your little intro, write your body of text. I was just wondering if, let's think what a scenario, um, you have a question about one of the readings. Um, I was just wondering if I would, no, no, let's start it off this way. I had a question regarding one of the readings that was posted into Canvas. Answer your question. Thank you so much for your time. Best, and then write your name. So thank you so much for your time best Nicole Raffi. That is how you send a proper email. I didn't know that because I didn't send emails in high school. I was not emailing my fucking like my teachers. Having that form of communication makes your professors see that you care and once they see that you care they will they will be more lenient on you in the future. They will help you more in the future. They'll be more willing to give you advice and tips and inside scoop I formed such good relationships with my professors that they've given me internships, they've given me job opportunities, they've helped me outside of the classroom, they have been there for me. Um, and that's all because I forced myself to form a relationship with them. If your classes are in person and you're able to, stay behind class, talk about it, especially if it's like the first class. I know this might be a little bit too late because a lot of you already started. Stay after class and just say, hi, I just want to introduce myself. I'm Nicole. So nice to meet you. I'm really excited for your class. I heard great things about you. And then follow up with a question maybe to, you know, make it seem like you were paying attention in class, hopefully. Um, That has worked wonders for me. And because of that, I've been able to form really good relationships um, and calls with my professors and everything. And I had to be in contact a lot with my professors last semester because sometimes I needed accommodations because I would have to take my mom to like doctor's appointments and I would be like, I'm so sorry, but they would be so willing and lenient and helpful because I already established a good relationship with them. So that is key. Highly recommend. Next tip or next question. Anxiety about living away from home plus a new environment. I get you. My place of living helps me so much. When I try and think four years ago how I felt from moving from home into college, it's kind of a blur. I don't really remember how I was feeling. I think everything was just happening so quickly and I didn't understand it all that I was just kind of like, I guess I'm moving. Like, I guess I'm excited, whatever. I didn't really have, you know, that like longing for home truly. But I found what has helped me most 
whenever I would live away from home or a new apartment, because all throughout college I've lived in four different places, um, making your room your home and making it as homey as possible and making it your own is so crucial. My first and my first year, it wasn't completely me. That, that also contributed to me living with roommates. So I liked it and I felt very cozy, but it wasn't 100% me and the most comfortable. The second year, that's when I really was like, I want to have a place that feels very, very me I, because it was, I was living alone. Um, and that helped my anxiety so much because every time that I would come back to my apartment or my dorm, it that, that was my new home. And that felt comfortable to me and that helped me so, so much. Um, bringing stuff from home helps a lot. I know a lot of people would buy a lot of new stuff for college and again, this advice might be too late, but a lot of people would buy new things for college, like buy brand new decorations or anything. I actually recommend just ripping off the rec- like the, the decorations from your walls from at home and bringing it with you. Um, it'll make it feel like your own way, way easier and faster. Um, and in general, anxiety about living away from home, if you're able to go visit, like if that's something that you're able to do close by, I recommend visiting, but I don't recommend visiting so much that you become dependent on it. I knew a few people who would come home from college very, very often. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it would cause this kind of like dread of staying home for the weekends for them, um, or staying at college for the weekends, I mean, because they would be so reliant on coming back home. And I think it's so good to actually make the space that you are living in at college and force yourself to get comfortable with that finding things to do that keep you busy when you are in your dorm and you're alone or whatever so important um rather than just kind of like not like doing the similar things that you would normally do at home like let's say if at home you like to knit a lot like that was something that you did often try and do that as often as possible like in your new dorm to make it feel like that is just an extension of you rather than a completely brand new place it's an extension of your home at home but it's different obviously so it just takes some getting used to next question is i just started two days ago and it feels like i'm already running out of time i can promise you you're not running out of time and I, I can say that because I started college four years ago and I feel like a completely different person from four years ago and I've had all these different experiences within those four years and I am completely, my world has completely entirely changed from what it was four years ago and that's because so much time has passed. You are not running out of time whatsoever. A lot of people don't start coming into themselves or being themselves until quite a few years into college. And then by the time that you are finishing college, you're like, oh my God, I wish that I was, you know, always this confident or always this secure in myself. And that's impossible without letting that time pass and letting yourself time to grow. So instead of just worrying about the future so much, which I know is inevitable and very, very difficult and it's easier said than done to just say, don't worry about the future. Just genuinely think to yourself about how much more time is ahead of you. And on top of that, you could be in school forever. You could, if you really are like after the four years are done and you're like, I still want to continue learning, that is a possibility for you. Um... And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about running out of time at all. Um, let, let yourself enjoy the time that you have currently um, and bask in it, honestly. <laughs> 
The next question is tips on how to be a good RA. First of all, I'm so excited that you became an RA. Um, I loved my time being an RA and I couldn't recommend it enough for those people who actually did want to do it. Um, I recommend it to all of you guys. That was a lot of questions that I got was like, do you recommend being an RA in the future? Yes. If you want to get involved, if you want to feel like you have a purpose, if you enjoy helping others, if you enjoy planning events, if you enjoy decorating your hallways, if you enjoy being there for most of the time younger students who may need you, being an RA is incredible. It's an incredible experience. It's tough at times. It's very, very difficult. Um, but I think I had great people surrounding me and good leadership and good mentors. And the best advice that I would get all the time for being an RA, and I've said this before, but you need to re- realize you can't be everything for everyone all the time. It feels like you have to be, especially if you have like a large floor. I don't remember how many residents I had. I think I had around like 32 residents um, that were just mine. And then on my entire floor, there was like 60. So I used to split them between me and my friend, who I'm still friends with, who was an RA, which is amazing. Like we're literally doing a little uh, apple watch competition right now like in the fitness app or whatever so we're competing with one another see that's another way I made friends like just people I worked with but um tips on being a good RA is obviously consistency but what I mean by this is I did this thing at the beginning of the year where I gathered everyone's birthdays because I really really wanted to celebrate their birthday for them once it came around and I would put it in my little calendar and I would wish them happy birthday and everything and then if I was able to I would buy like a large bag of candy and then I would make them like a tiny little goodie bag and stick it on their door for their birthday but I found that sometimes so hard to keep up with because I had so many residents and so many birthdays and so consistency and keeping up with that was so crucial and also like having sort of a sense of I don't know what the correct word is, but like trying to not maintain bias um, is so important because it was tough like when I started to become closer with some residents and I think they had an idea of what they were doing and was like, let's get close with the RA so that if we do anything bad, then she's not gonna, you know, get us in trouble or whatever. And like, I wasn't one to get people in trouble often. I was pretty shitty at my job to begin with. Shitty in the sense that like I didn't bust people for that kind of stuff, but I think... I think in terms in my residence eyes, I would like to think that they thought that I was a good RA. Um, but also planning events that they wanted to see. Like I didn't just plan stuff that I wanted to see. Like the biggest hit that I've ever done, which I'm still so proud of to this day, was succulents and safe sex. And I basically bought all these succulents like in mass. Like I had these little eeny beeny tiny baby succulents that were shipped to us because we had like a budget. And I shipped it to us. And then I gathered water bottles from my residents. Like they would stick, like they would literally hand me trash bags of empty water bottles and I would cut them in half. Um, and I used them as like the flower holders. And I bought soil and I bought rocks and I bought all this stuff. And then I bought well I didn't have to buy them but they like came from the school a shit ton of condoms like so so many and then I had like these tables and people could come and they could take like a half empty water bottle and they could fill it up with soil and plant their little succulent and then grab a condom if they wanted to and it was incredible and people loved it and it was such a hit and it made me so happy and so that's the kind of stuff that you want to see is like people like free things people like something easy and people like not being embarrassed by that kind of stuff like 
if it was just me and one other person in front of me, like, hey, come take a condom. It's no one's going to want the condom. Everyone's going to be like, I'm too embarrassed. I'm not going to grab a condom in front of my RA. But if you offer them something free that there's a whole line for, people are going to be more willing to take the condom because they're like, we're all taking the condom. Do that. Do something that you know your residents would like and ask them. Ask them, like, what do you want to see? Like, what's fun? If you're a freshman considering becoming an RA next year, please do it because I miss it so much. Next question. How to deal with class difference coming from a different background than your peers? Good, good question. So where I came from, um, my family is middle class, but we're definitely not on the higher end of middle class. And especially from where I grew up in, the high school that I went to was an inner city high school that had very, very little funding. It was not a good situation. We were like rated one of the worst high schools in Pennsylvania. Like it was in a very poor area that the district did not care enough about and didn't put in the help that we needed financially and also academically um and so my school suffered a lot because of that um and I also didn't grow up with a lot of money I grew up with a single mom um and so we didn't have just like excess money sitting around to like go on vacations or buy brand new things like that just like wasn't us and I got to college and I lived at like the bougiest of dorms because I had scholarships and because I was working at Chipotle so I was getting tuition reimbursement and I needed a dorm that had a kitchen because of my food allergies um and I didn't I didn't connect the dots with this one prior but I didn't realize that there was going to be a bunch of people from a different class than I was coming into college obviously but especially living in my dorms because they were the most expensive of dorms which I should have figured obviously and that shouldn't be a big deal but it is a bit of a shock when I couldn't relate to a lot of them or we just were so different because our there was a class divide between us um and even though we were like in the same place we were going to the same school we lived in the same area there was a difference in how people were treated. There was a difference in how people acted. There was a certain type of, um, what's the word? Um, the word I'm thinking of is not privilege, but it's, oh my god, I took my omega-3 today. I don't know what's going on. It's like, I don't want to say superiority, but you feel like you deserve something, um, entitlement entitlement is the word I'm looking for there was a certain type of entitlement that came from a lot of people and like disregard to others that I had to come to terms with because a lot of people grew up with a lot of money where if they broke something it could just be easily replaced whereas like for me if something was broken like I'm, I'm like I'm not trashing things or doing awful things because I value money a bit more um because I know what it's like to not have that um and so it was tough it was tough when I went to my first friend from college's house and she lived pretty far away from me I never even heard the town that she came from and I was driving all throughout the town and I was like oh my god this is very different from my hometown this is extremely different and then when I pulled up to her house and saw what kind of cars were in her park like her her driveway it was so so different from what I was used to and um you know these were the type of people like this was the type of household where they had cleaning ladies 
whereas in my family to give you some perspective my mom is a cleaning lady and this was the type of thing where I like got out of the car and like people are like looking at my car up and down like what are you driving and like when I could go to a restaurant and I can't afford that or like it was a big shock for me um especially because of the entitlement that came out that I wasn't necessarily aware of while I was with this friend in college so it was it was hard it was definitely tough um and I'm not saying like don't socialize with anyone outside of your class but it is really really important to make sure that you feel comfortable um and you know finding someone who is like-minded or you know has the same mentality as you when it comes to money and making friends with those types of people that's crucial that makes you feel like you have a sense of community and importance um to a certain extent take that advice with a grain of salt but um yeah I I guess it's also important to recognize that not all people who you know come from very wealthy backgrounds are all going to be snobby stuck up super entitled people um and that's it's hard it's hard I don't have like very solid advice for you um it was it's going to college in general and coming from a different background from most of your peers it's it's a shock but you do get used to it and it does become you know more normal as you go through with it and you just kind of recognize you know all right I'm not like a lot of these people and my my home life isn't similar to a lot of these people but that's okay because we're still studying at the same college and we're still doing the same thing and you know my future is not, you know, going to be the exact same as theirs or it could be very similar, whatever. Um, Yeah, coming to terms with it is the best advice that I have, honestly. I'm sorry that I don't have anything better, but that's a very good question. Um, Next question is about time management. And time management in college is so crucial. I will, I gave you that advice about like the whole planner thing and how much that helped me getting up early helped me a lot. I mean, I didn't take any 8 a.m. classes because I think if I did, I think I took one 8 a.m., but that was only on Fridays. That was really hard for me, honestly, uh, because you think that you'll be able to get up and go to classes at 8 a.m. when you're in, because you did it all throughout high school, but it's it's really hard. When you're in college, it's different, Um, but time management in general, like waking up early helped me so significantly because if I got my day start at like noon, those days were always the most like unproductive days for me genuinely and then for me what I found helped me in the future so this is not advice that you'll probably be able to take now but probably what you'll be able to take in like October November December time when you're planning your next semester classes it's it's like it's like getting water at like a watering hole like a frenzy of when you'll see in the movies or in like Lion King when everyone is just running to the watering hole and it's like this entire because that's what it feels like when you are trying to get classes is that everything runs out so quickly there's war people are breaking out into fights or these classes sometimes there's mishaps um sometimes the classes will say that they're full if they're not or sometimes the classes will say that they have spots if they don't and it gets crazy what I recommend is finding out what classes you want to take ahead of time. It might be difficult if considered, depending on what college you go to um, and what the system looks like. I know at Temple, it was a little bit complicated to understand, but even if you have to go to your advisor and they advise you what classes to take next semester, 
decide on what kind of um, frame you are looking for. Are you looking to take the least amount of class, classes possible, like credits? Like, are you wanting to take 13 credits? Are you wanting to take 15 credits, which is like usually the average? Do you want to go full load and do 18, which I did one semester, and it's possible, but it's really tough, and I don't really recommend it again. You have to decide what is going to work best for you and your goals for the future, and at that moment, that's when you're going to start to look up, at least what I did was look up my professors on Rate My Professor, and I would go through all of the different ones for, like, this one class. Let's say I needed this class on, like, childhood television, okay? And I would pick all the different, I would see all the different professors, and I would look them all and rate my professor, and I would usually go to the one that was best rated and recommended and that I would learn the most from and that interested me the most, And then I would see when their classes were available and try and kind of base my schedule around that. If you Google college class planner, something along those words, it'll be the first thing that comes up and it will help you plan basically what time your classes are going to be. And then you can put in there what the codes are to basically access those classes when it's time to basically fight to the death at 7 a.m. when the class registration opens you'll understand what I mean in a few months. But it's so important that you have a schedule already set of what you want and then maybe even do a plan B of if you don't get those classes that you necessarily want because usually freshmen are like the last to pick their classes most of the time. Um, And that way you can kind of plan what kind of times you would like to also see in your schedule. If you know that you like all your classes back to back to back, that's going to be perfect. I did a semester where my classes were only on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so I had Monday, Wednesday, Friday free, and I liked those because I was gone pretty much like the whole entire day, and then I could do whatever I wanted on my free days, but I also realized I like some sort of structure in my day, so having a class every day would have probably been a little bit more ideal for me. Picking out schedules that work best for your time will help you basically arrange what your days are going to look like and that'll help you so much when it comes to time management so if you are a nuts person who loves having your classes at 8 a.m even though everyone has warned you but if you're like i swear this is what works for me do it do what works best for you plan your classes ahead of time see what kind of professors are best for you have your classes set aside of what you want to take for next semester and then make sure that you achieve those classes when it comes to registration and good luck That'll help you time management. Now, day-to-day life, in terms of time management helping, I recommend a planner so, so much, genuinely. And also, um, leaving your dorm to do all of your tasks, like homework and everything. You'll get it done so much faster than doing it in your dorm. At least that worked for me. My boyfriend was entirely different. He could only, like, work inside of his dorm, and I couldn't. So, best of luck. Next question was, how was I able to eat healthy, and how was I vegan in college? So my freshman year, I had my own kitchen because of my food allergies. So I would basically go to the grocery store and buy all of my stuff for myself. The grocery stores in Philly were a bit expensive. There was one grocery store right by my dorm, but some of the things were very expensive, especially the vegan options. And also they just didn't have everything that I loved. So honestly, I would do a lot of bulk buying at like BJ's with my family and then I would bring it up and lug it all upstairs and stuff. Um, that was probably the most helpful for me in terms of how I was able to eat healthy. Um, they, the dining hall does have a lot of times in dining halls, they all have like salad bars. I don't know why. I just always got sick from eating at them. I don't know what's the deal with that. Mm, conspiracy theory that maybe Temple put laxatives in their food. I have no idea. Um, 
but it depends kind of like what your meal plan sort of looks like. Um, I got a meal plan for the remaining years just because I was an RA and that was like offered to me um, for free. But my freshman year, I really, really like didn't utilize it as much just because I realized they didn't have a lot of options for me. Um, but your college may be different. They may have a bunch of vegan options. And then um, finding restaurants close by to you that'll have vegan options. That was like my favorite thing to do is like go to my favorite pho place when I was having like a bad day or even a good day or like a day of celebration. And I would just go to the pho place um, because they had a vegan option. Um, it depends on where, you know, your college is. If you're in a really, really busy city, like maybe Philly or New York, it'll probably be a lot easier for you to find vegan options. But if you're, you know, in a more rural town, it might be tough, but I really recommend buying in bulk at like BJ's and doing your grocery shopping usually at home because it might be cheaper. Last question. I don't like partying. What can my college friends and I do? Okay. I didn't like partying either. I was at maybe one real party, if you consider it a party. I don't know. Some people still, like, that I've talked to, they're like, Nicola Gymnastics Party is not a real party. But I didn't really go to, I've never been inside of a frat house. I've never been to a party. I don't like that. And I knew that about myself. And I was fine all, how many years was I actually in school? Like, actually physically on campus? Two and a half. So in my two and a half years, I was perfectly fine not going to a party. Like, I didn't die. I didn't pass away. I was okay. Um... And I, I was fine. And finding other things to do with my friends was so big. Um, like, my friends and I would have movie nights a lot. Like, we would invite other people off from our floor, and then we would just watch scary movies and invite them over. Um, we would go to restaurants a lot because Philly, amazing food places. So, we would go for ramen, um, going to Chinatown. Like, that was always really fun on the weekends um oh my god temple had bingo night where you could win like massive things like I literally almost won a nintendo switch before I knew what a nintendo switch was um so that's always fun to go to events like that um you have so many different possibilities for people that don't like partying if you have access to a car that makes things so much easier I didn't have access to a car um but we always found things to do like just going to each other's places like Jake and I would do that we just hang out at each other's places and watch like a movie or bake. We used to bake all the time because we were able to have a kitchen. Um, and that makes things much, much better. So it's totally possible that if you're not into the whole party scene, if you don't really like to drink, if you don't enjoy that kind of stuff, it's still very possible and capable to have a good and fun time. You don't have to, you know, do anything that you don't want to do because other people are doing it. And I will continue to emphasize that. But also there's nothing wrong with partying or drinking or going out and having fun. Um, everything in moderation is all good. So whatever you decide to do, that's your business and whatever makes you happiest. Um, that is all that I have for this week's episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed. This was the most I've thought about college in a very long time, honestly. Even though all my TikToks are filled with people moving into their dorms and I'm like vicariously living through them, like seeing how they're decorating them and everything. Um, still, I, I have not thought about college this much and like all these like little memories are getting unlocked and unhatched. Um, if you guys like this episode, feel free to rate it five stars on the podcast app if you have an iPhone. Uh, and also you can follow me on my social media. It's just at Nicole Raffio and everything. I'm working so hard on getting my TikTok back. It's at Nikki Nasty. Um, I'm locked out of it. So I'm working really hard on getting it back. So 
Maybe. Maybe. If you want to follow me on that. And like I said, my first YouTube video back after a month is going to be this Thursday. So I hope that you guys will stick around to watch that. I'll see you next Monday for an episode with Jake for I Saw Your Twitter, You Okay? And this felt so good to film. Well, record. But anyway, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. I love you. Peace and blessings. Peace and love. And um, stay safe and uh, carry pepper spray and don't party if you don't want to and get a planner and you're not running out of time and uh, if you're an RA, do succulents and safe sex as a program. People will love it. Okay, thank you. I love you. Goodbye.